Welcome to the Art of Vibrancy podcast. It's a place where inspired experts distill their brilliance down into simple, practical advice that you can use right away. It's eight minutes, it's four questions, and it's one practical piece of advice that you can put into use today. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Art of Vibrancy podcast. Today, we've got a very, very special guest before you today, Cecilia. How are you today? And tell our audience where you're speaking from, where you're hanging out. Hi, Rob. Yes, I'm from the south coast of the UK. So it's just outside Chichester, a little village called Lovely, beautiful spot. But where are you from originally? Yes, I don't know if you can notice the accent, but I've been here many, many years, actually. So I've actually lived here longer than I have in, in Norway. So, yes, I'm from Norway. Yeah, Norway. You look a bit Norwegian to me. You, <laughs> yeah, you have that fresh, beautiful visage. Yes, oh, lovely. <laughs> and the beach helps. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll just tell our audience a little bit about you before we start. So Cecilia is a nature-loving Norwegian with a passion for all things health-related. She takes the Scandi approach to health and well-being, making it easy, accessible, practical, and down-to-earth. As simple as that. I love that. Okay, Cecilia, let's do this. Four questions in eight minutes. Be relaxed. Don't worry if it's going well, we can go over, but let's just see if we can finish near the end of eight minutes. Your time starts now. So what, Cecilia, in your experience, is the biggest problem that people face as they age with regard to staying healthy, well and positive? I think that it's very difficult to narrow it down to one. So I'm going to kind of have two. But I think one of them is, is overwhelm, really. I think both in two ways. There's overwhelm in terms of where people are, just where their responsibilities with the work, family, friends, etc. Just just having a lot on, basically. And I think the other overwhelm is to do with where they feel that they should get to. So this idea of what being well and, and positive and, and aging well, what it looks like, you know, what does your body look like? What do you have to eat? What do you have to do? And I, so I think overall, there's a huge sense of overwhelm and, and people don't really know where to start or what to do. And there's so much information there as well. It's very difficult to navigate. So I think overwhelm is a huge one. And then the other thing I, I want to mention, because I think it's a really important one, is, is our environment. I don't think our environment makes it easy for us to be healthy and to be well and to be positive. So I think in a few ways, we outsource a lot of the stuff that we really should do, i.e. moving. We outsource our movements to chairs, to cars, to Alexa, to whatever it is. We also outsource our cooking, which again is hugely important. We outsource that to convenience food and and fast food and and just quick and easy. Quick and easy can be good, by the way. I'm not saying it's, it's not, but we outsource that. And then... With the time that we have saved by outsourcing that stuff, we either work more or we spend time on social media, which can be very useful, of course, but can also take up a lot of time and can create a lot of anxiety around that. But also things like TV. You know, the TV is encouraging us to watch episode after episode after episode. And, and funnily enough, there was a famous quote from, or infamous, I should say, from the CEO of Netflix, who said that their biggest competitor was sleep. And that kind of says it all. That, right. that 
we are kind of commodities, basically, is what we are. So I think the fact that we live in this environment that makes it so difficult for us to make good choices yeah. makes yeah. it also very, very difficult. Yeah, these things are designed to be addictive. That's why they do it. They want yeah. you to carry on and watch the next episode. They want you to look, scroll and look for likes. Yeah, and yeah, all absolutely. the information out there. Yeah, and the confectionery all the way up to the till, you know, and, and, and all of these things. And like I say, a chair, as soon as you see a chair, you want to sit down. It doesn't encourage you to move. And we have chairs and sofas and beds everywhere, basically. We don't have beds everywhere. But, you know, all the things that stop us from moving, which is why, for example, I'm sitting on the floor. I don't actually sit on a chair. I, I try and avoid chairs as much as I can. Because, again, it's just a, a way of outsourcing movement. And that's a little bit extreme, but, but it's, just, it's just an example. Brilliant. Right. Well, I'm right with you on all of those. Things. I've got one of those kneeling stools, which I'm not actually using today because someone else was here earlier and they wanted to try it out. So I've ended up on this thing. Anyway, second question. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love what we've spoke about so far. So what are the common mistakes and misconceptions that people have about solving those two problems then, the overwhelm and the outsourcing yeah, and I think it's uh, one of the biggest one is is having a, a fixed idea of what what it looks like. So again, this idea of overwhelm because we think it should it needs to look like something in particular. It needs to look like someone famous, what they are doing, or your neighbour or your colleague. Yeah. And I think we forget to personalise it. I think we forget to personalise health, and also we often start too strong. We, we kind of forget that that healthy living is a way of living and it's it's something that takes time and evolves and as you evolve your habits and, and routines and everything that you do will evolve and change too so Absolutely. I think what we try and do is is just nail something try and fit into a mold that doesn't work for you so I think yeah. the misconception is that it looks the same for everybody everybody should eat the same exercise the same and all of that and so of course it's it's, it's very different depending on what where you are in your life your energy levels uh, what you do for work children anything else and if you're a man or a woman of course so there are the the, the idea that there is one size fits all I think is very yeah, um, damaging and so again I'm, I'm all about keeping it simple it's it's about not starting off too strong it, it's finding small things and incorporate that into your lifestyle and into, make habits of it so so that you don't have to think about things because when you have to think about making good choices or being healthy all the time we haven't got the energy for that and as human beings we, we decide to conserve energy so it doesn't make sense for us and so for example when it comes to exercise we're not designed to exercise. It makes no sense on an evolutionary perspective to expend energy, energy just for the sake of it. So, yes. so again, we kind of have to set up our environments to help us succeed, basically. Yeah. For example, if you want to add some more movement into your life, you know, you put stuff out to remind you to move. So what I do, I, I talk a lot about movement snacks. So you snack on movements like you would you know, sip on water throughout the day. So every time I go through a door, for example, I will put my fingertips on the top of the door frame and I will just, I won't literally hang, but I will kind of um, yeah, hang a little stretch. bit off or I'll put my arms on the side and I will stretch my chest. But I do that every single time I go through a door. So I don't have to do a big session on chest opening or anything. It's just yeah. part of my day. So little things like that. Yes, and these small things add up, then they change your life because then you start thinking about it becomes automatic to think about moving. I love it. I love yeah. this. Right, we're doing great here. Oh, we're running, we're running a bit low on time, but this is just such good information. Question number three. What's the number one yes. tip 
the number one tip that you yes. can give our audience today, something the they can one, do straight is, away is, after this? Yeah, so first of all, just to reframe exercise. So if we think about how we've evolved to move as human beings, if you think of the movement pyramid, at the base of the pyramid, you have low-paced, frequent movement. So that's what we used to do a lot of, nearly all the time. We would move a little bit, walk, forage, cook. And then on top of that pyramid is once in a while, we'd have to carry some stuff, whether it's animals or what you foraged or children. But so strength is important, but it's on top of the low-frequent base movement. That's what we do the most of. And then right on the top of the pyramid is once in a while, you'd have to go flat out to save your life or to hunt or do something. But that's only once in a while. And the fitness and exercise industry focuses all on the top and forgets about the foundation. And there is no point doing the top unless you've got your base sorted out. And the base is low-paced, frequent movement, this constant movement. So remember, you can work out every single day and still be classed as sedentary if you sit for prolonged periods of time. So wow. if you sit all day at work, go to the gym every single day, you are still class of sedentary. So we yeah. have to reframe. It is not about exercise. We don't need more exercise. We need more movement. Yes. And we need to think about movement as, as we do with diet and nutrition. We need a varied movement diet. So move as many parts of your body as you can. Yes, I like and Then it. I'll show you the practical. Right, okay. the practical so thing. My, my suggestion is that you sit less, you sit differently, and you sit better. Okay, so I'll show you right. how to sit, sit, sit less, just obviously sit less, move and um, come away from your chair as often as you can, even if it's just to do one big stretch and sit back down, but you stopped your body molding. And then sit better is here. So if I sit right at the back of the chair, most chairs are sloped down slightly, so my pelvis is tilted. Okay, so I'm rounding my back. I'm also leaning back, which is encouraging the, the curve of my spine. My head is forward. So if I sit here, I'm compressing my organs. I have very little movements of the shoulders, the, the neck, and my pelvis. And actually, it's very difficult to feel energized and, and confident in this position because I'm making myself small, and your, your emotional state is strongly linked to your the physical state. So if I just move to the front of the chair, so my thighs are off the chair, all of a sudden, I haven't done anything else, but my spine now has these natural curves. I can tilt my pelvis. I can move my head much more freely. And the weight of my head is on top of my spine, so that the weight gets distributed evenly. And I can breathe because I'm not squashing my organs. So I can breathe with more ease. And of course, I feel much more confident and energized sitting upright, ready, ready for whatever, <laughs> whatever is on the computer or whatever I need to get on with. So that's my, my super practical tip is come to the front of your chair, sit less, Sit differently, sit on the floor or, you know, change wow. how you're sitting and then sit at the front. That's so powerful. And I'll just quickly say for the people who are listening who can't see you, that the visual of that was marvellous because Cecilia sat, as she sat towards the front of the chair, you could see your spine straightening and your posture was better and you've, your shoulders, yeah. you just looked more alive. And then when you sit back... No effort in that. All no. I've done is shifted. I haven't told myself to sit more upright. I haven't done any of that. I've just no. shifted my weight. Oh, yeah. that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank you so much, Cecilia. I love that. Absolutely love that. The final, we've just, we've run out of time, but I don't mind because this is just so brilliant and powerful. The final question is, what free resource would you like to share with our audience? 
So I have three freebies on my website. My website is corecoachingforwellbeing.com. I have three, two videos, movement videos, and the practical tips to Scandi Wellbeing. I also have a YouTube channel called Coaching for Wellbeing, where I have free short videos, uh, Pilates and natural movement videos. And then my Instagram account, which is also called Coaching for Wellbeing, I do lots of practical tips, mindset, movement, and lifestyle related. Brilliant. Right. Well, we'll put the links to all of those things underneath this video and on all the um, podcast sites. Cecilia, thank you so much for your time today from myself and from my audience, from the Art of Vibrancy audience. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That was absolutely brilliant. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for checking out the Art of Vibrancy podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us and leave a review and I'll love you forever. And if you'd like to try my energy boosting, inflammation busting, brain and body food breakfast, head over to www.breakfastofbrilliance.com and download the recipe today. See you soon. Bye.